And I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Kelda Giles, the Reserve Bank has doused hopes of a rate cut. Indeed, uh, Kira too, Charlotte. Yes, the chief economist has made it quite clear that the battle against inflation is far from won and that domestic price pressures remain stubborn. Analysts had been closely following or looking out for the speech by Paul Conway for any hints that the marked slowdown in inflation to 4.7% and the cooling economy might just be the start uh, for the RBNZ to rethink its policy on rate cuts, perhaps sooner than the late 2025 that they signalled last November. But no such luck. He explicitly steered clear of the topic, but was emphasising domestic inflation and the fact that the economy may not be as slack as the GDP numbers last year implied. Now, I'm really pleased that core measures of inflation are falling and that headline inflation is falling. Monetary policy is working. Um, it's, it's, it is reassuring that uh, inflation is falling. But the point that we made in uh, the November statement and that I'm making in this speech is that we still have a ways to go, uh, especially with non-tradables uh, inflation uh, where it is. So we're heading in the right direction, um, but we are not there yet. Westpac senior economist Satish Ranchard saw nothing in the speech to give hopes of rate cuts any time soon. The tone of Paul Conway's speech this morning really poured cold water on the idea of near-term interest rate cuts. He did highlight that ongoing strength in domestic inflation. He also pointed towards areas where they're continuing to see strength in activity. Well, the next Reserve Bank meeting, or the first of the year, is at the end of February. It'll be a full monetary policy statement. Leading local investment house Craig's Investment Partners has formed a strategic partnership with global heavyweight J.P. Morgan Asset Management, and that's to meet increasing demand from local investors. J.P. Morgan will become Craig's primary partner with direct access to its global private wealth network. The details of any financial arrangements uh, between the parties hasn't been disclosed. Craig's head of private wealth, Jeremy Williamson, says the arrangement benefits both parties. They don't have a footprint in private wealth market in New Zealand, uh, so it gives them some exposure to private wealth, which is um, you know, it's a growing market with much more of a focus by Kiwis on saving and creating wealth and, and their financial future. When in partnerships with, with uh, international financial firms in the past, whether it be ABN AMRO or or Deutsche Bank, and that's always been important to us to bring global opportunities and, in fact, bring the globe to our Kiwi investors. Well, Craig's deal with JP Morgan follows two separate mergers that we saw just before Christmas uh, in the investment sector, uh, including uh, Hobson Wealth and Forsyth Bar joining up. Uh, but Jeremy Williamson says the timing's just coincidental. A private energy company says locking in long-term power supply contracts will be the key to its future. Ventus Energy has four wind farms in the pipeline. They skirt around the Waikato region, with the first just south of Kafia Harbour. The company is currently looking to raise up to $4 million from private investors for future developments. As one of its founders, Glenn Starr, says finding the right site is imperative, but get, getting customers and the best price are no less key. Now, ideally, uh, a project would you know, have a 10-year or 15-year uh, power purchase agreement. And we're currently in negotiation with four demand customers. Yeah, we, we are at quite an advanced uh, uh, stage for two, two of the companies in negotiation. Uh, we're, we're at contract documentation stage. 
Well, Glenn Starr says other projects are planned near the Kaimai Range and Glen Massey. Well, investors around the world are watching closely for any fallout from the apparent demise of the Chinese real estate giant Evergrande. Hong Kong's High Court yesterday ordered its liquidation as it sought another delay in debt repayments, which the judge emphatically rejected. The company has an estimated 300 billion US dollars of debt. To put that into some perspective, that's about three quarters the size of the New Zealand economy. And it had sought a a further delay, and it's been trying to keep ahead of its creditors for the past few years. As scores of uncompleted projects, the deposits of thousands of investors and homeowners, and of course there are a lot of contractors and suppliers relying on it too. Professor Shirley Yu of the London School of Economics expects the Chinese government will step in to stop any big hit to the financial system, which could reverberate around the world. I think there is not a lot of concerns uh, as of this point uh, that this would, uh, you know, just uh, get out of control and essentially spill over to a major financial shock for the Chinese market. But uh, more fundamentally, when it comes to the real estate sector, I would say um, this is rather the beginning uh, than the end. Uh, Over the 2010s period, uh, if we were to look at the top 100 real estate developers in China, probably by the end of this real estate cycle, 50 will be left. So there will be more insolvencies, more consolidations and more nationalization on the horizon. That's Shirley Yu from the London School of Economics. And she estimates that at best creditors of Evergrande may get back 60 to 70 cents in the dollar that they're owed. Well, time to catch up now with what's happening on financial markets. I'm joined by the person from, from the company in the news, Andrew Cathy from Craig's Investment Partners. Curity or Andrew? Here Jaws. All right. I take it they didn't give you the nod to uh, to negotiate the JP Morgan deal. No, no, they haven't. <laughs> but uh, look, it should benefit clients, which is a good news for us. Yeah. Excellent. Then, All right. Speaking yeah. of uh, clients, how are they faring on the local financial markets? Yeah, look, New Zealand's a bit muddled. It's down 16 points, NZX 50 at 11,895. Some of the movers today... Look, Auckland Airport's off 13 cents, or so 1.5% at $8.46. Chorus up 4 at 7.96. Contact Energy's down 1 at $8.18. Fletcher's unchanged at 4.72. Fisher and Paykel Healthcare, it's up half a percent, $23.82. Infratil's just a bit weaker, down 1 at 10.77. Main Freight's back under $70 at 69.90. Meridian Energy down six at five sixty four. Port of Tauranga it's a bit stronger up three cents at five thirty three. Somerset back twelve at ten dollars seventy five. Right, uh, Australia's open twenty odd minutes. How are they doing? Yeah, look, they're having a much better day. The ASX two hundred is up half a percent or up thirty seven points at seven thousand six hundred and fifteen. Look, it's a sea of green over there. Banks are stronger. ANZ up uh, a couple of cents at twenty six eighty seven. BHP up thirty six cents at forty seven twenty three. Commonwealth Bank of Australia up forty six hundred and sixteen dollars thirty eight. CSL up two and a half dollars at two hundred and ninety five seventy one. Macquarie Group up sixty eight cents at one hundred and eighty eight dollars thirty. NAB also up eleven cents at thirty two thirty five. Rio Tinto. Up a dollar thirty-eight at one hundred and thirty-three dollars twenty, and if we look at Westpac, up one cent at twenty-three ninety-four, and lastly Zero, up two and a half percent at one hundred and eleven dollars eighty-six. 
Well, I note the New Zealand dollar just had a little bit of a firmer spring in its step uh, after that Reserve Bank speech this morning, suggesting that interest rates uh, cuts aren't on the agenda. And has it kept that strength? Yeah, no, it hasn't. It sort of jumped out of the bath, actually, against the US dollar. It's trading at 61.33, so fractionally up. Against Australia, we're a bit weaker at 92.70. Against sterling, we're 48.23. And against the euro, 56.58. Which leaves us interest rates, oil and gold. Look, 90-day bank bills, it really has been unchanged for quite a while. It's at 5.675%. 10-year interest rates look a bit softer after that news at 4.43%. Brent crude slightly weaker at US dollars eighty two forty six a barrel, and gold slightly up trading at US dollars two thousand and thirty two an ounce. Thank you very much, Andrew Cathy from Craig's Investment Partners. We'll wrap all the news and numbers for you around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business. Kiara. Thank you very much, Charles Beckford.